thank you for your presence in this place. We know that you are here because you said where two or more come together in your name, you are in the midst of them. So we welcome you in this place and we thank you for what you have in store for us in this service through your word. I make it known also, Father, that I'm not trusting or depending on my human limited abilities to minister to these people, but I'm trusting on you, Holy Spirit, because only you are the qualified teacher. I cannot teach without you, so I need you to help me and teach through me this morning in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you for supernatural recall of the scriptures, and I believe that your word will flow accurately with power and authority, unhindered, unattacked, and distracted by any demonic force in Jesus' name. And we'll be careful to give you alone the praise, the honor, and the glory for all that will be revealed and accomplished through your word in this morning service. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, turn to two people, two people, and say, I'm ready to receive the word of God. Right, you may take your seats. <laughs> you guys, you guys are not sure now whether it's safe to take seats anymore, right? Praise God. All right. Uh, now I haven't been on the pulpit for three weeks. Praise God. Needed some rest. Thank God that we've got um, creatures in the house that can relieve me from my duties. Amen. Um, we believe the Lord is still raising more. Uh, Creatures. Now, three weeks ago, uh, I was teaching on a series called Living in the Spirit, Living by the Spirit, Living in the Spirit, Living by the Spirit, and um, I want to continue with that because I was not done, but to, which means today is going to be more of a reminder of what we spoke about. So you're going to hear a lot of things that you heard three weeks ago just to refresh us so that we can kick off nicely from next week uh, in Jesus' name. Amen? All right, let's open our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. Before we go there, uh, say this with me. Say, uh, I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in the body. Say, I am not the body, I am the spirit, I have a soul, and I live in the body. See, what I see in the mirror is not the real me. The real me is inside of what I see in the mirror. Now, remember, in the book of Genesis, the Bible says in Genesis 1:26 that God uh, created man according to his image and likeness, right? That's Genesis 1, 26. God created man according to his image and likeness. Um, and, and John 4, 24 says God is a spirit. So if God is a spirit and he created man according to his image and likeness, he created them as spirit beings because God is a spirit. Are we together? Say, God created man as spirit beings because God 
is spirit. John 4, 24, the Bible says, God is spirit and those that worship him must worship him how? In spirit and in, in truth. Amen. So he said, let us make men according to our image and likeness. And we know in this church that we've learned that the image of God means that we are created to look like God. And the likeness of God means we are created to act like God. So let's say this together. Say, I am created to look like God, and I'm created to act like God. Amen. So whenever you see yourself running short of uh, uh, acting like God, then you know that there are things that you need to fix in your life. Amen. Hello. And whenever you find yourself not looking like God, not reflecting God, then you know there are certain things that you need to correct in your life. Are we together? Alright, now, if God then created us according to his image and likeness, which means he created us as spirit beings, we know that spirits do not have bodies. Am I right? So, which means when God created us, he did not create the body. First, he created the spirit. So, we were created, we were spirit, and we did not have bodies. Now, we know that angels don't have bodies, uh, uh, demons don't have bodies, God does not have a body. Are we together? So when he created us according to his image and likeness, he created us without a body. So when, where did we get the body? The Bible says God went to the ground, right? And he formed the body and he breathed inside the body and the man became a living body being, remember? So we only became a living being when God breathed into the body the man that he already created. Are we following? So when God wanted to create you and me, he did not go to the ground to create us. He went to himself. He said, let us make man in our image. And who was he talking to? He was talking to God himself and, and, and the Son, and he was talking to the Holy Spirit. God the Son, God the, uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We call that the Godhead or the Trinity. Amen? So the Trinity, the Godhead, is three in one and one in three. God functioning as Father, God functioning as Son, and God functioning as the Holy Spirit. Are we together? Now, so when sin was so much into the world and there was so much sin and God wanted to bring a solution because the world was falling apart because of sin. The Bible says God sought for a man, he looked for a solution and he found no one to be fit, to be qualified, to be the right person for the solution, to bring the solution here on earth. And because of that, and why, why were people disqualified? Because if you needed to be a vessel that God would use to bring a solution, then you had to be perfect. But because you are not perfect, then there was no one who was fit to be a vessel to be used as a solution for the sin of the world. So God realized that he has to go down to earth and be the solution himself. Are we following? Uh, am, 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 I, am I bringing it nicely? I want you guys to get this, all right? So he realized he had to go to the world to be the solution himself because no one was qualified, no one was fit because everyone had sinned. 
Everyone falls short of the glory of God. Romans 3, 23. Amen? So, because no one was qualified, God realized I need to go down by myself, but I cannot go down without a body. I'm illegal on earth without a body because I'm a spirit. Because spirits without bodies are illegal on earth. If in your house you were to find while you're chilling, let's say you're busy in the kitchen there, you're washing dishes and the spirit comes and he helps you with the dishes and he wipes and impacts them. You will run out of that house because you'll see things moving but there's no body. Are you with me? Uh, and you see the spirit opening the fridge, uh, you'll think it's a ghost. So you will run for your life. Are you together? So God knew that he cannot come as a spirit to function in this land of the living. Because in this land of the living, those that function here are spirits with bodies. With bodies. So he had to create himself a body. And again, he looked for a vessel that was suitable to carry his body. And he found one, a young lady, which was 18, am I? All right. Was Mary 18 at the time? She found a young lady by the name of Mary, who was a virgin. She's never been touched. She's never had sex before. And she said, this will be the vessel that will carry the body that I will function here on earth. And the Bible says Mary became pregnant by the Holy Spirit and she was engaged at the time and, and, and her fiancé wanted to run away because, hey, you know, why are you pregnant? What happened? You know, who, who, who's, who's been in my kitchen? Right? <laughs> and, 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 and the Lord had to appear to him uh, in the form of an angel and say, hey, brother man, chill, chill, chill. This is all my doings. This is all my doings. And, and what she's carrying is a holy thing. And uh, you shall name what she's carrying Jesus. Right? Name what she, all that I'm saying is, is the scripture. Right? Don't say, Pastor Stephen has the story that he made up. Ah, I, read, I read it in the Bible. Okay? So Mary got pregnant and Mary uh, gave birth to Jesus. And the Bible says that Jesus uh, lived just like you and I. Uh, he, he, he left his heavenly privileges. He did not operate here with an advantage of being the son of God. No, he was 100% man and 100% God. And only at the Jordan River, when John was baptizing his disciples, Jesus came and, and, and he asked John to baptize him, and John did not want to baptize him. He said, no, you need to baptize me. How do you ask me to baptize you? And, and Jesus said, no, you need to baptize me because the scripture uh, says you should, and, and I'm here to fulfill scripture. And the Bible says uh, John baptized him, and then, you know, he dipped him into the water completely, covered with water. He did not sprinkle water on his forehead. Uh -uh. That is not biblical. There's no way in the Bible where babies have to be sprinkled on their forehead with water and we call it baptism. The word baptism itself uh, is a Greek word that means baptizo. And the meaning of baptizo means to be completely covered with fluid, To be immersed. Be submerged. So you must be under the water. 
And the Bible says when Jesus came up from the water, so if he came up from the water, he must have been where? Under the water. You don't come up. The Bible did not say when Jesus wiped his forehead with water that has been sprinkled. I've been sprinkled with water, um, and, and, and uh, I, I, I used to have pictures where, because um, I grew up in a, in, a, in, a, in a Roman Catholic church, and, and there was a time they sprinkled water on my forehead, and um, uh, so there was baptism. But only when I, I, I got into uh, the proper Bible teachings, and uh, I realized that no, I was not biblically baptized, the biblical baptized means I must go through what Jesus went in, and Jesus was baptized by being immersed in water, so I need to be immersed in water. So when I got that understanding, I went again and I got baptized again. In fact, I think I got baptized three times in my life, sprinkled twice because my mother forced me, and the third time because I wanted to do it myself. Right? So, so, um, so I was I was baptized like that. Right? So, um. So the Bible says when Jesus came up from the water, the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And the voice came from heaven that said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Remember that? Right. So only then, after baptism, did Jesus now become Jesus Christ. Now Christ is not Jesus' surname. Alright? That's not his surname. Alright? Uh, Christ is um, Jesus Christ. When we say Jesus Christ, we're talking about, when we say Christ, Christ is the anointed. Right? We're saying Jesus, the anointed one, um, and anointed with God's anointing. Alright? So Christ is basically God. His power. Right? He's dead. So he's anointed. So he's Jesus, the anointed one. And he said in the book of uh, Isaiah that um, uh, he's anointed. He's anointed to bring good news and to remove yokes and burdens and break burdens. Remove burdens and break yokes. Right? Now, the Holy Spirit. Jesus came to represent the Father. Why? If you've been listening, why did Jesus represent the Father? Why did the Father need Jesus to represent him? Yeah. Oh, give it to me. Why? Stand up, stand up, and speak out loud. Why? Speak louder. Woo! Give me a mic. I want to help church this morning. Give me a mic right now. Woo! Ah! I, I can't believe what I just did. Ah! Why did Jesus have to come and represent the Father? Because? Uh, please, Baba, stand in the mic now. Is it on? It's not on. Okay, but you are a young boy. Scream, shout it. Because 
Because spirits are... Come here, boy. Come here, boy. Come here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Oh, shit now. Now... Ntoven, you are raising a fast in your house. So, so he says because spirits are illegal on earth, all right? That is exactly right, okay? So God came down to earth in the person of Jesus, and God lived and he conquered whatever, and he died on the cross for us. Are you with me? Now, Jesus had a limitation. Oh, my word, God. Jesus had a limitation. Anyone who wanted to be affected by Jesus, they had to travel to Jesus. They had to go to Jesus. All right? So if Jesus was in South Africa, all the Nigerians, if they wanted Jesus, they had to come here. If Jesus was in Rodiport, everyone in Kempton Park had to come here. Everyone from wherever they had to come here. Because Jesus was here. Amen. But, so... There was a limitation. What was the limitation? The limitation is that Jesus could not be everywhere at the same time. Are you with me? So, someone came to solve that problem. I just want to try with my young man here. Who do you think came to solve that problem? Because Jesus came... Uh-huh, another Mtombeni. All right, stand up. Stand up, young Mtombeni. Stand up, young Mtombeni. So, my question is, someone came to solve the problem of Jesus' limitation. Who do you think came? The Holy Spirit! The Holy Spirit! Now, 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 tell me, young Ntombeni, how did the Holy Spirit solve the problem? I don't know if you can get that one. tell you what he said. Now they didn't hear you. Speak it louder. Say it louder. I want them to hear you. Yeah? Say it louder. There's a mic. There's a mic. Started from the top. There we go. There we go now. Yes, sir. Jesus. Wasted. Yeah, let's go. Jesus had to die in order for the Holy Spirit to come in and go to everyone at the same time. Give it to me. Now you see why your children have to come to church and they must and they must go to the youth meeting because they teach them the word at soil. That's absolutely right. Now, now, now the Holy Spirit came to solve. Jesus' limitation. Jesus' limitation, even though he's all-powerful, he could not be everywhere at the same time. Are you with me? So everyone had to travel to him. So now the Holy Spirit is able to be everywhere at the same time with all power, with all wisdom, in his fullness, in his fullness of, of whatever, his presence. Amen? So right here, he is here in this church. He's also in every church that is happening right now and he's in the inside of every believer. Are you with me? The Bible says the Holy Spirit is that which proceeds from the Father. So he's able to be everywhere at the same time with all power 
and, and give you all attention that you need. Are you with me? Praise God. Uh, now, um, when we say living by the Spirit, it basically we mean living by the guidance and the influence of the Holy Spirit. That's how God wants us to live. That's how the New Testament believer has to function. We must function by the guidance and the influence of the Holy Spirit. So everything that we do, every decision that we make, must be spirit-led, spirit-influenced. Are you with me? Now, you cannot be spirit-led and spirit-influenced without having a clear understanding of this topic that I'm talking about. And I'm going to take my time, and I'm sure you can see that I'm not in a hurry. I'm going to take my time with this thing because uh, it's important and I want us to get it. All right? Now, let's go into the scripture. So I said all of that so that you have this foundation um, as we start. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 9. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, verse number 9. The Bible says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Say, there are things that God has prepared for me. My eyes have not seen them. My ears have not heard them. My heart has not desired them. Amen? Um, so, in other words, they are not in the natural. In other words, you can't go to the library to go and make a research. You can't go to Google and do a research. You can't go to uh, anywhere in the natural to find those things. Are you with me? They are not there. They are not in those spaces. Someone says, everything that you want go to Google and Google has all the answers. Uh, well, Google does not have all the answers. Because Google cannot tell me about the things that God has revealed. That God has revealed. So, where do I go? Let's go to the next verse. The next verse tells us and shows us where we find these things. The Bible says, but God has revealed. So, it's not saying, it's not saying God is going to reveal. It says God has. So, this is in the past tense, right? Hello? This is past tense. So, if it says God has revealed, does it mean they are already there? It's done. It's done. They are there. So, so, so when we're looking for these things, we're not looking for something new. We're looking for something that is existing. God has revealed them. God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. And I told you, when you read the Bible in the New Testament and you find the Spirit with the capital S, is referring not to the human spirit, it's referring to the Holy Spirit. Amen? But if you see the Spirit with the small letter S, it's referring to the human spirit in most cases. 99% of Bibles are like that. I believe there are one or two that are not doing that, throw that away. But, but God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit, you can say that. Why? For the Spirit searches all things, yes, 
even the deep things of God. Say this to me. Say, there are things about me that are in God that are so deep that it will take the Holy Spirit to search them for me. Google cannot go that deep. Hello? No book you can buy can go that deep. No friend can, know, can go that deep. Only the Holy Spirit can go that deep. Now, do you see why now it's important to have a relationship with this Holy Spirit? I mean, if he's the one to get these things for me and bring it to my attention, I need to know this guy. I need to have a relationship with this guy. I need to walk with this guy. Listen, I, I need to know his voice. I need to know how he talks. I need to know how he moves. I need to understand this guy. So I need to study the person of the Holy Spirit. I need to study the person is a person. The why, how do we know that? The Bible says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Only people can be grieved, which means the Holy Spirit has feelings. All right, so you can hurt him. The Bible says, don't quench the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? Don't lie to the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, the Bible says they lied to the Holy Spirit, but they were not lying to the Holy Spirit. They were lying to a man, but that man was carrying the Holy Spirit. He was representing the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, you do not lie to men, but you lie to the Spirit of God. And they drop down and they die. Hello? So he can be lied to, he can be grieved. That makes him a person. He's the third person of the Godhead, the third person of the Trinity. He's God. He's Jesus. The Holy Spirit. But God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. Amen? God has revealed them to us how? All right, go to verse 10. Verse 10. Is that verse 10? Go to verse 13. Go to verse 13. Jump. Now listen to what the Bible says. These things we speak also. These things that we speak also. We don't speak them in words which men's wisdom teaches. But we speak them in words which the Holy Spirit teaches. The things that we speak in the life of the spirit, as spirit beings, they are not in words which man's wisdom teaches. Someone may say, what is man's wisdom? Man's wisdom is the wisdom of the world. The Holy Spirit wisdom is the wisdom of God. Simple as that. I think I wrote it somewhere here. All right. Okay. Look at that. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So these things that we speak, we don't speak them in words which man's wisdom teaches, but in words which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. All right, continue. But the natural man, go back again. The, the, the what man? The natural man, go back. You okay? These things that we, we, 
This we is not referring to the natural man that we just saw in the next verse. It's not referring to the natural man. So there are two kinds of people here in these two scriptures. There is we, go to the next verse quickly, and there is the natural man. Go back again. Now, the we, we, we don't speak in words which man's wisdom teaches us. We speak in words which the Holy Spirit teaches. We're comparing spiritual things with spiritual. We. However, the next verse says, there are other kinds of people. And those are called natural men. And it says, these guys, the natural people, they do not receive the things of the Spirit of God. The natural man does not. It did not say he couldn't. Ah, he does not. It cannot happen. It's impossible for a natural man to receive the things of the Spirit of God. Why? Because they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man can, can, cannot do that. Now, who is the natural man? What kind of man is the natural man? And who is we? Go to the previous verse. Previous verse. Who is we? That when we speak, we don't speak in words which man's wisdom teaches. Now, this man's wisdom is referring to the natural man. Who, who, who is this we? These are us who are born of the Spirit who have the Holy Spirit living in the inside of us, who are filled by the Spirit, who are born of God. Are you with me? Those are us who are born again. This is the we. And this is how we function. We do not function in men's wisdom. Now, next verse. Are we together? Am I doing a good job? Now, help me now. Now, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. But do we receive the things of the Spirit of God? Yes, we do. But the natural man does not. Who is the natural man? The natural man is a man without the Spirit of God. The natural man is a man who is not born of God. The natural man is, is a man who is not born again. Is a man who is living in the flesh. The man who is on his way to hell. But God does not want him to end up in hell. That's why he saved us so that we can save them too. Alright? That is the natural man. I, I am teaching better than you are amening. Or is it because you are paying attention? Ah, oh, oh, oh. Alright, alright. Uh, that is verse what? 14. Is that verse 14? Alright. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 3. Just jump to the next chapter. 1 Corinthians 3. Now, from verse 1. Thank you. And I, brethren. Okay, now this is Apostle Paul speaking. Okay? So he says, I'm, I'm feeling hot. Ooh. This is the Apostle Paul speaking, right? Uh, do the things. Do the things that make the things happen. No, leave it. This one. Okay, thank you. Are you good? Thank you. All right. 
It's fine. I feel okay. I feel okay. But I, now the puzzle Paul says, but I, brethren, who is he talking to? Who are brethren? Is he talking to brothers? Brothers in Christ, right? Brothers in Christ, but not males in Christ. Uh, 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 Mrs. Nishana, do you know that you are a brother? Hallelujah. How are you, my brother? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Mama Kosh, do you know that you are a brother? Mama Kosh, do you know that you are a brother? Oh, no, 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 not, not the older one. The younger one. Ha. Hey, make you well, Mama Kosh. Mama Kosh. Why not, Mama Kosh? Okay, Mama Kosh. Make it, Now, Mama put is behaving because hey, Mama is here today. Haga behave Mama, if no see your monality, not only pizza from Nahidia, Hag, Mokere came. Get out once a speech, you don't want to say Now, listen to, listen to the Apostle Paul. He says, And I, brethren, so Paul is speaking to the brethren. That brethren means believers, right? Believers. So he's not speaking to natural men. He's speaking to spirit men. Alright? But I, brethren, now saying to the brethren, he says, I could not speak to you as to spiritual people. How But Paul, why not? We are spirit. Why can't you talk to us according to who we are? He says, I could not. He says, I could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal. Now we see another kind of a man. We see what kind of a man say? We see a carnal man. Now, a carnal man is not a spirit man and is not a natural man. A carnal man is a spirit man, a spiritual man, that acts and behaves and talks and, 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 and functions like a natural man. How many of you guys have met those kind of Christians? Amen? How many of you guys know that there are times where you're irritated with yourself because you find yourself behaving like a carnal man? Amen? We do. I also do. There are times we stumble into these things. But then we need to come back to our rightful mind, to our senses. We're like, hey, I'm no longer this person. Let me be who I'm supposed to be. Are we together? Now, he says here, um, he says, I could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal. I spoke to you as to babes in Christ. Oh, please, calling your husband babe, babe, you think? That is a biblical thing. <laughs> He says, I spoke to you as babes in Christ. Why babes in Christ? So what does it mean? I could not speak to you as to mature people. But I spoke to you like I would speak to babies. I spoke to you as I would speak to? Why? Okay, it will tell us the next verse. The next verse? Next verse, please. He said, I fed you with what? And not with? Now, now, now think about a baby. Uh, can you give a baby a piece of meat? 
I mean, a baby that just got born right now. Can you give them a piece of meat? Why not? It will do what? It will choke them. It will choke them. And if they get choked, they might do what? They might die. Ooh, shit now. They might what? They might die. Uh, where are the Congolos, man? Oh, where's your husband? You don't know. He's, he's dead side. Ah, oh, he's got something better happening in that side. Oh, you think so? Leaders must continually be in church to receive the word so that they can be able to teach others. Amen? Never, never think you have arrived. Never think, ah, I know this teaching, Pastor, you don't have to teach this one. Just go deep, Pastor. I can't go deep, but you're still working in unforgiveness and hatred. I need to continue giving you milk. Because if you can get to a point whereby, listen, the things of the flesh don't bother you, then you are prepared for solid food. But Paul says, while we're still fighting one another and we're still uh, in divisions and we're still biting one another, he says, are we not behaving like natural men? He says, are we not behaving like mere men? Okay. And to sit in the service and listen to the word, you understand and you know. So that when you play the piano, you play by the spirit. Yeah. You don't want flesh playing there. <laughs> I fed you with milk and not with solid food. Because solid food is too much for you. It's too much for you. If I give you solid food, I'm going to choke you. And you might be discouraged. You might die. You might go back. So, I give you milk. And not solid food. Why? Because until now, you were not able to receive it. And then he said, and you're still not able to be what now. You, you're supposed to be mature. You're supposed to be at that stage whereby you can handle this. But you still cannot. He said, until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able. I think I broke it down nicely here in my notes. He says, this is what I wrote, a natural man is a spiritually uneducated man. A natural man. Spiritually uneducated. The things of the spirit are foolishness to him. A carnal man is a spirit man living like a natural man. He's a spiritually educated man living like a spiritually uneducated man. There's a kind of man. A spiritual man is a man living by the Spirit. He's a man who's mature in the things of the Spirit. Now, 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 now. Uh, he says here, uh, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are not able. Continue. For you are still carnal. You are still what? And that for where there is envy and where there is strife and where there is divisions among you, are you not carnal 
and behaving like mere men. I went to the dictionary, I wanted to see what the dictionary says, what mere men is. I always call it an ordinary man. There's a natural man. But look at what Google says mere man is. He says a mere is used to emphasize how small or insignificant someone or someone is. And, 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 and other words that are similar to it is minimal. Mere is minimal. Mere is just only, just only. Mere is bare, and here's another one. Mere is basic. Basic. So he says here, when we have envy and strife and divisions among us, we are behaving like basic men. Minimal men. For where there are envy and strife, what is strife? Strife, how do I define strife? You can cause strife between two people. In fact, in the mother church, CFC, when you get employed, one of the things that are on the contract is that if you were to be found as the reason for strife in the church, then you need to dismiss. So if, if you cause if you cause problems between brothers, you are dismissed. So if 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 you don't like my teaching and my preaching, keep it to yourself. But the minute you go and you talk to someone else and you try and influence them, you are causing strife. You are behaving like a mere man. If you cause discord among brethren, among people, you're busy gossiping and you're busy, the reason why people do not, you know, walk in unity, they don't see eye to eye, you are, you are, a, you are a cause of strife. So when, say that again, you have a spirit of strife, you have a spirit of strife, yes. So, the Bible says, if you cause divisions, if you are, you work in envy, now, I explained to you many times what being envious is. To be envious, where the word envy comes from, is, is, is you, you, you have something and I don't like something that is good, that is amazing, and I don't like the fact that you have that thing because I want it for me, and I cannot be happy for you uh, because I want what you have. Right? So, so um, I, I, there can be another pastor down the road, and his church might be growing and, and you know, doing amazing things, and I can sit here and start developing an attitude because of their success, because I, I don't like the fact that they are successful, because I, I want their success. Uh, and because I'm not successful the way they are, I, I can't celebrate them. In fact, I criticize them, I speak down on them, I, I, I gossip and I do all, I, 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 I'm, I'm envious. I'm envious, I, I'm behaving like a mere man. Uh, I give someone a position in the church and you don't like it because you feel like you are better for that position 
and you find every reason to disqualify their position, uh, that, just that, disqualifies you completely. Just that, that behavior tells me <laughs> you're, you're, you're mistaken, you're wrong, you need help. I may not tell you, I may just say, no, don't worry, they will go in their position, let's give them time. But inside, I've read everything about you, and you've told me that don't think about me in any position that you might be. You have disqualified yourself to me, because you cannot celebrate someone's promotion, and also you are undermining my decisions. And even if I'm wrong in my decision, it's not your business to come and correct me. And even if the outcome may be bad, it's not your business to talk about it. You just need to support me even when I'm wrong. That's what you're supposed to do. If you can't do that, you will disqualify yourself of greater things in God and promotions in God. You see, God is amazing. His wisdom is so amazing. There are times I got frustrated, but how do I submit here? You're not submitting because they qualify you submit because I said you should. Amen? I'm going to end it here. I'm going to end it here and um, continue tomorrow. Amen? God is good. Amen? Sandra and Tobega are supposed to be ready with the song item now. I don't know why they're not here. I told them a long time ago. So we're supposed to be having an item. Uh, are we ready with that video for the Bible school? While they're coming, please. Now this Bible, this video, we're promoting the Bible school that you guys can enroll in the Bible school and be part of that. All right? Let's watch this. Yes. <laughs> 